part of the Press Play Podcast Network. Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's... This is Jason J. Lewis, the voice of Superman on Justice League Action. This is Mark Wade, writer of Superman Birdlight, and you're listening to The Krypton Report. Welcome to the Krypton Report Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. With me, as always, Mr. James Cole. Welcome, James. Hey, Tyler. What's going on, man? Oh, it's been a day, bro. It's been a day. Hmm. Finally getting over I feel you. Bronchi- <coughs> I'm finally getting over bronchitis, man. I feel like I've been sick forever. I so, think it, I think you have been sick for just about forever. I mean, I think I got sick the day after I met you, and it just never changed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been hitting this family hard. Like, it's kept us all kind of down. So, Oof. um, <coughs> I apologize. I haven't been this bad, but let's get into some things here. We won't keep everyone too long. All right, what's some news? Okay, Aquaman is now on digital, and it'll be on Blu-ray March twelfth. Let me just double check with my reference here. Um, that sounds correct. March 12th, yeah. yeah. Um, when it drops on Blu-ray, we will be doing our commentary. <coughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's a long that's a long time between a digital <coughs> at home and and uh, physical release, though. It's, it is interesting. I will say that. Um. So we'll see. Um, next is people need to calm down with this whole Superman's going to the public domain thing. Um, if you study it, the only thing that's really going in the public domain is the same stuff that people rip off now, which is kind of just basically things that are in action comics. Number one. Um, so it's not like you get access to everything Superman. So it's really not going to be a big deal whenever the public domain thing happens and people need to calm down. Okay. It's getting annoying. <laughs> um, well, you know, I mean, that Winnie the Pooh, blood and blood and honey, and and um, Steamboat Willie and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, going into public domain, but <coughs> I mean, it's not like they haven't already adapted things like like Brightburn or yeah, something. That's exactly, that's what I'm saying. All the stuff that is going to be public domain, we've pretty much already ripped off enough that. Um, it doesn't really matter. So, um, anyway, it would be interesting to actually see some kind of crazy horror version of Batman, though, when that when that actually hits. But see, even then, it's going to be just stuff that's in Detective. Um, Pretty much. So it's not even going to be, you know, like people are thinking. But anyways, okay. So James Gunn. Um, what do you call it? Has said that the J.J. Abrams Superman thing is still being discussed. That'll be one of the Elseworlds. I just say we'll wait and see. Um, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> That's been in development for years. I think since 2018, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, all kinds of craziness happened right after, um, Justice League came out. So, 
I'm pretty sure that sounds about the time when JJ was supposed to have been brought on board to start developing projects, not one of which ever went anywhere. I know. And so I'm just like, okay. I'm just like, like, not, like I said, not holding my breath for those. Um, I mean, if we get another Elseworld story of of a of a Superman, I mean, it's not like I w- I'm not going to go see it. Right. Exactly. So. Um. So yeah, we'll uh, we will uh, see. Hold on one second here. Just my computer been booting up and doing some stuff today, so. Uh, messing with you again, huh? Yeah, we uh, what do you call it? There, so we got our little teaser trailer for Crisis, um, part two. It looks like it's gonna be a little bit more Supergirl heavy, and we got a tease of Batman Beyond. So that looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see how they how they do a number two. Um. You know, we had very flash focused, and and he died. He sacrificed himself in crisis, basically. Um, and then the only, the other person who's famously who has famously died in Crisis on Infinite Earths is Supergirl. And the second movie seems to be more centralized on her, like the first one was centralized on Superman uh, on the Flash. So it'll be interesting. And are they going to introduce the anti-monitor? I think yeah. in part two. And I, uh, <clears throat> um, what do you call it? I talked about you. I think you really need to go back and watch House of Mystery short before Crisis because that's really where the crisis begins. Um, I highly recommend it. So, and the last thing I got is there's a new Superman event coming, and it looks like it's gonna be written by Mark Wade. Um, and uh, it's gonna be Brainiac and Superman, like a, its own crisis kind of event. So, I'm intrigued. Intrigued, you say? Yeah, bringing <laughs> Superman back to the forefront. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting for to to see Superman and Brainiac kind of have this, you know, kind of crisis level thing going on. So, all right, that's all the news I have. Now we're gonna get into some comics, and I'm gonna let James uh, lead the first comic. Which one would you like to do first, James? <laughs> um. See, uh, I mean, the first one I've got right in front of me right now is World's Finest 22. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> you want me to go ahead with that one? All yeah. right. Um, <clears throat> so Superman and Batman have been, um, have been attacked by an army of heroes while, uh, 
Superman and Batman of Earth-22 are bowing before Gog. And they're, uh, they're only a, their only chance is to escape. But uh, Zatara magically, uh, Zatanna magically binds them with chains. Um, they've got so many people coming at them. Um, I just had to laugh because I literally had my iPad here. And uh, the children had been using it. And right as I uh, went to pull it out to open it, it died. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> so I was like, I was pulling it up like, all right. And we're dead now. Thank you. <clears throat> um, it's funny, though, because, you know, we've been watching a lot of Justice League action, um, which we'll talk about. And Firestorm is all over that thing. And. It's like kryptonite gas. Whoever had me as the one delivering the final blow, blow just won the pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Superman and Batman are captured and brought before Gog and Superman and Batman. Um, David Thunderman, he's, you know, he's lying um, to to them, and it's all it's all for show for Superman and Batman. Um, they're taken to uh, the catacombs. Um, it's where they've got everybody locked up, and they find out that um, uh, Mobius. It's the uh, the Mobius chair is his throne that he's been sitting on, which is which is fascinating. Yeah. Um, Metron of the new gods who's Mobius chair. He's yeah, he's got him locked up and he's he's starved him of knowledge. He's been hidden away and he hasn't been absorbing knowledge as he usually does. Um Gog uses his powers on David on Thunderman and now he is Magog. So David's been changed into Magog, which I thought was that, very interesting. Yeah, that we know from um Kingdom Come. Much, much later, though. Then we get a history lesson of Gog coming from um, Urgrund, uh, the Third World, when their war um, destroyed the planet and it created two, which was New Genesis and Apocalypse. Which I thought was interesting, the whole Third World concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, third world gods, uh, and then the new gods from uh, the fourth world, where Apocalypse and New Genesis is. Um, Batman is telling Superman that, you know, he thinks that David is lying, um, that they knew his name, um, and that, uh, and then we find out that he bugged. Superman and Batman when he put him in uh, the cell with Metron and he heard the whole story and they know that um, Gog has ulterior motives and come to find out his ascension is a battle which where there will be no survivors as he leads a war on Apocalypse to destroy Darkseid and everyone. Yeah, that's not going to work out for him. Yeah. Four against a god. 
Yeah. This World Finest book's been pretty good for the most part. Um, this arc is probably one of the best so far. I mean, it's Mark Wade. <coughs> yes. See, she even gets it. Yeah, she knows. Yeah, honey. In Mark Wade. So, all right. What else we got, Jamesy? Um. Next, we got uh, uh Action Comics ten sixty. <coughs> now this one, what's funny with this one, um, this one I feel like actually kind of slipped through my fingers because I don't know why or how I missed this one. Um, but then all of a sudden I saw it in there and. I read it, and then I was like, oh, and then the next day, uh, the annual dropped. So I was like, oh, cool. But, yeah, let's bring it up, bro. Action Comics 1060 has our good man, Mr. John Constantine. (laughs) Yes, and Superman goes to um, the Devonshire (coughs) to get Constantine, who is passed out drunk. Um. Yeah, got Otho on uh, Earth Al Ghul as she is being um, twisted and used by Sister Shadow, being manipulated into um, seeing this warrior that she's meant to become. Um, as Blue Earth, um, hold on a sec. No, you're good. (coughs) Blue Earth are doing their thing. Meanwhile, Tyler's coughing. Yeah, the, the sound you heard in the back was Blue Earth destroying stuff. But, um. Yeah, Blue Earth is destroying uh, Metropolis, trying to draw out Superman and take out Superman and all the other Kryptonians. Well, while um, while Osul. Yep. Why Osul? Doing their thing. Um, while also he's he's uh you know freaking out wanting to go after his sister, um, or Kara kinda calms him down, tells him the old story of his house. Um Star Child and Red Sun. And Red Sun. <laughs> Which kind of pissed me <laughs> off. Just because Red Sun was like the idea that Brian and I had for a code name for Connor. Um, since we got t- tired of Connor never having his own, you know, he's not really Superboy. Is he Superman? Who is he? You know, we're like, oh, right. we're him Red Sun, it'll be dope. And um, yeah, so. And then 
they had to use it here, and I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> right. Um, kind of like the old uh, Nightwing and um, Flamebird. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Flamebird. I miss that every time Flamebird gets says you get a hit you get an eagle going I have to watch my adventures with Superman again. Me and the kids like plowed through like every episode and then we stopped at like episode eight and just got busy and haven't went back. Aw. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, come on kids. We right. Can do this. <laughs> we can do uh, this. <laughs> uh, John uh, Constantine and Superman show up at uh, um, <clears throat> Nora Stone's like building where she's been operating uh, Blue Earth out of her headquarters. I like the little um, uh, I like the uh, smoking joke and everything here. Uh, asking Superman for a light, mostly telling him it's for a spell, and he's like, you're afraid to die of lung cancer or something. <coughs> but they uh, go into Nora Stone's place. Uh, Constantine sees all kinds of magical relics. Um, they're from different Earths that, they, that the Al Ghouls have conquered. And so there's people from different Earths who are dead and uh, things that have been destroyed, all these things that exist that shouldn't, um, at least in these ways. Uh, Superman hears uh, Otho uh, hollering. John says it's a trick. And uh, Superman ends up getting sucked into hell. Because he's an idiot. Yeah, wouldn't listen to John telling him, John telling him it's a trick, it's a magical trick, and he gets sucked into hell where he meets Etrigan and, uh, what was it, Bloodwind? Yeah. The Superman of hell? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, And we get the uh, backup story, Squad Dreams, written by Nicole Maines and Steve Orlando. Um, John wakes up, um, John wakes up with, uh, hanging out with Nia Null on Nia Null's couch, uh, dreamer and Amanda Waller shows up at the door. Um, she, uh, she's being manipulated into going after a guy. Um, they call him aftermath can see five sec after thought they can he can see five seconds into the future um so like he's a pretty pretty damn good fighter um but the whole story is nia's fighting him and she sees things like farther into the future and she interprets um the future so She's able to manipulate it so that way he can't see what she ultimately is going to do until it's too late and he and she stops him. Because she's sweet. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, if they're going to be, you know, making her. I mean, that's that's a pretty awesome kind of when you when you've got people like fighting who can see through time or 
those kind of things. Like at least, at least for now, it was really cool. Is an interesting way to, you know, use those abilities against each other. <coughs> um, but uh, it was all Amanda Waller's plan to, um, if she could get Nia to do this, risk her life. Um, there's other things that she could get her to do. Yep. Waller's evil. Yeah. And then we got New Candor six months ago, where General Zod um, is being is being uh, talked about, like if he's part of the United Planets or not. And um, about his secrecy on everything he is doing. Um, lack of communication with the United Planets and things. Um, they're just talking about all the things that still happen. The lawlessness and all this that still happen in the galaxy. Uh, and we see Lore, Zod, and... <laughs> Um, is it Feora? I don't know that they ever say. They only say he only says mother. Yep. I don't I know that Zod I think, says. I think it's Ursa, but I don't know. We had this whole conversation about the. Universe. It is Ursa. It says, uh, "Let us not get mired in pointless hypotheticals." Uh, hypotheticals, Ursa. So she does kind of look like Ursa from. Um, uh. Superman the movie. Yep. And Superman 2. So. But. Uh, their son Lore. He's he's just. He's restless. Um, <laughs> he's helping to. Fight and train. These new like. Genetically. Created. Beings. A new genetically created army. And come to find out, Lore flies through, like, a uh, visual force field. So he can't see what's on the other side. And Zod is... Looks like he's planning um, Armada's worth of ships. Sounds about right. Continue to kneel before Zod, number one. Sounds good. <clears throat> All right. Next book. You ready for yeah. you wanna... action comics? I kind of think it's cheap when they do these, where they finish the story we've been following, like in an annual or a special. And you're like, if you miss it, you're like, look. <laughs> but it's Earth Al Ghul, and we see... What's interesting is we see people that look like the twins and a family is being attacked and there's man-bat creatures <coughs> all over the place and they're about to be cut down and all of a sudden you just see whoom. Hold on, wait. It's, yeah, it's not loading fully. Hold on. <coughs> it was like loading a preview instead of the actual pages. 
I don't know. I was like, why is it not going? And then there stands Superman, Etrigan, and Bloodwind. Bloodwind, can he, does he look like any more like 90s character? He looks like um, like Image Comics trying to rip off their own spawn. <laughs> he, he does have some spawn reminiscence to him, yes. He's like Blade Spawn. <laughs> like Blade Spawn? <laughs> but I, I do love this part right here. I mean, he does blast energy from his hands, like, in a very spawn way when he would blast green energy from his hands. <coughs> um, I do like the girl who's asking Superman about his symbol. And uh, he says, that's my family sigil, a mark that carries the meaning. This reminds me to be brave. And uh, he says... Is it working? Do you feel a little braver? And she's like, uh huh. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Just spreading, just spreading the 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 hope all around. Everywhere he goes. And he, we see like the boy talking about how do we win? How do we fight? And you know, Superman's basically like, you just keep fighting. And if you fight and keep fighting, you never give up. Eventually they'll have to. <coughs> and then we see at the white tomb elsewhere on Earth Al Ghul. <laughs> Say it like that. Take it away, James. <coughs> um Otho is dreaming. She's talking about dreaming. She had chains like this, um, from all of the links ca- uh captured from killing all the war zones. Um, she's fighting it. Her her mind resists. It's all a um, it's all a uh, ritual. She's actually trying to. Sister Shadow is trying to take over um, Otho's uh, body so she can become um, this this ultimately empowered being. Um, clearly, with the the knowledge that an Al Ghul and a Wayne descendant would (laughs) possess, especially one who conquers multiverses. Um, Etrigan, uh, Etrigan goes after Otho. What's interesting? It's like, we have this character and yet we don't have this character interacting with Damian Wayne. Like we have this sister shadow and it's not interacting with Damian Wayne. It's almost sad. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. Well, it, it is, but they've also gone. They've definitely brought it into the Superman books, you know, talking about how they target the, um, how they target the uh, Kryptonians on every planet and take them out first. I know. Some dark stuff. Yeah. Um, Superman and Bloodwind. What's that? Oh, so we got some blimps. Yeah. Yes, we do. Blimps and a bunch of man bats flying all over the place. Um, Bloodwind and Superman taking them down, blowing them out of the sky. Um, we see a bunch of those, uh, red beams that Bloodwind's firing out of his, out of his hands. Um, Etrigan shows up. 
as uh, everybody's fighting. Um, Otho stabs Etrigan. Um, Superman shows up and through magic, through manipulation, Superman is being made to look like Mongol, like, uh, like Otho's enemy, that she's got to take him down. And Superman, you know, he just talks to her like she's Otho and um, says that she's the bravest girl he's ever known, um, kind of breaks her free of the spell and calls her my fearless little star child. All of a sudden, did a kiss song pop in your head? (laughs) I just got done watching role models again today. It's one of my, you know, comfort go-to films. So, you know, they have the whole kiss thing in there. Yeah. For people who might not know. Um, So, yeah, when when I read this today, I was like, ah, Star Child. (laughs) That's great. Um, Sister Shadow becomes like this green, I don't know, Lazarus demon or something. Um, and they open a portal to Earth Zero, um, where they're still fighting against Blue Earth and they get an invasion. All the ships, all the blimps, all the man bats. Um, and Kara says, uh, there's the alien invasion. You've been so afraid of it. Uh, you've been so afraid of it's here. Um, you led them here, you and your stupid cult leader. Uh, do you still want to protect Earth, our Earth? Then show us Superman was right about you. Fight with us. So all the Blue Earthers are fighting against Sister Shadow and in their invasion. Uh, so they team up with the, the Super Family, and they're all fighting. And uh, Otho goes at... Um, Osul <laughs> goes after Sister Shadow, goes after his sister. Um up on the main ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he's fighting, that's when Superman and Otho come through the portal and take down Sister Shadow. So I was thinking about the story again. Um, and it looks... Uh, I don't know if it's from the other side or if it's just from the combination of everything that happens, but um, Etrigan and Bloodwind look like they're on the Earth Al Ghul side, maybe the Hell side. They can probably go back to Hell and traverse through Hell because um, that's how they used Hell. Uh, it was to get use Hell to get to Earth Al Ghul <clears throat> because they're smart. Yeah. Which is kind of like a story that we didn't get, though. Like Superman and Bloodwind and Etrigan, but I guess they would just know the way through, right? I guess. I felt like it was a really quick, like, when he showed up, it was really quick. Oh, yeah, he was right on Earth, Earth Al Ghul. Um, but the, the portal closes and everything kind of starts to dust away. And, uh, as, as, uh, Sister Shadows disappearing, the Empire of Shadows will claim this world, Superman. You and I are not done, I swear. 
Yeah, he's like, whatever. Yeah, and then we end one week later with the uh, the criminal, that like the construction him. worker, um, who was uh, a who was a criminal that Superman had spoken to a few issues ago, up on his um, construction job, is talking to his son and you know tells him that he's much happier doing what he's doing now, um, and helping the world and how Superman helped him, and it's a better it's a better world with us in it. This is a great way to end it. Yeah. Great shot of Superman flying. All right. Last comic we have. Superman number nine, correct? Superman number nine. I feel like we haven't done comics in forever just because we switched over to the app. Yeah. Well, now we're going to be able to throw in things... Um, in between other stories, uh, Steelworks and Power Girl and uh, probably Supergirl. We've got uh, Neil before Zod coming. Like, there's going to be some books we'll be able to keep up with and talk on now. Yeah. And eventually they'll finish the Superman Lost and we'll go back through and do a whole special. Yeah, that, that'll probably be coming up. The, the last issue should be dropping on the app within the next few weeks, I think. So, and then we'll do a whole dive on it, but Donna DC Superman number nine. So it opens up with Lois reading letters to Superman. Who's underneath. It's like fan mail. She's reading letters and fan mail to him as he's underneath the lights trying to revive him. And it's a, there's a great, nine panel grid of like her each each three sets of three has one like shot of their life that's her pulling herself back together trying to continue um it's good stuff yeah the first time they meet when they get married and then when john is born so it's a it's very good Love it. Yeah. Um, Perry saying he's going to ho- put uh, his campaign on for mayor on hold um, as the city tries to pull together um, after the chained f- had fought and how Superman has almost died taking him down. Uh, Lex is talking to his mother about his daughter, um, Lena. Uh, Lena. Yes, and who is now at Supercorp. She, she's got like a tattoo on her forehead, it looks like, but it looks like the Brainiac symbol. It does. Um, it's very, very curious with the knowledge of Brainiac stuff coming forward. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the chained Sam Stryker locked up again. Um, uh, Lena sees LL01. The um, the the Lex Jorel hologram. Uh, Lois leaves Jimmy in charge of the Daily Planet. Yeah, how do you like that? <laughs> well, considering that all this time has actually passed, and he has been 
a um um with this paper for a very long time he's been on staff for a very long time um i mean and and he has actually owned the daily planet mm-hmm. at one point like i i don't think it's out of the realm like this isn't just yeah put young kid jimmy olsen in charge right so it's not exactly that anymore you know mm-hmm. that was my thought i was like i was like this is makes sense yeah like he came right up with lois lane he's probably one of the uh, top staff um at least photojournalists on the paper <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this is james olsen not james henry Yes, <laughs> not, not Henry James Olson. Yeah, that's what it is. Can't, I can't keep all my Jimmy Neutron straight here. <laughs> um, well, Superman wakes up um, saying he's going to have to uh, write Jamie back and and tell him that he remembers him and his brother. Um, they've been taking turns, taking shifts because they don't trust Supercorp to you know, take care of Superman. And this is when we get Mercy showing up saying that uh, all the kryptonite poisoning that he absorbed, he can't be exposed to kryptonite like that again. Um, he needs to heal. Like, he's he's very bad off. Kryptonite could be deadly to him at this point because of how poisoned and ravaged his body was from it. Go figure, James. Kryptonite, you know, weakness to Superman. Nah. It's like, we, it's like we've heard of this before. <laughs> yeah. Um, interest, it's, it's interesting different ways they're doing it, like the um, uh, how poisoned he was because he had to wear the suit with the gloves. Um, but how they have to use... Lex Luthor's war suit to to uh, protect him, but with some modifications. Mm. But Superman knows that they are going after that farm and graft are going after Marilyn Moonlight because somehow she's connected to Lex. Somehow, somehow. Um, Doctor Farm is here though. I don't know if it's Mr. Farm or Dr. Farm. Can't keep can't keep those ones straight. Mm-mm. But as he's talking to Marilyn Moonlight, Superman shows up. And, I mean, he turned the armor into something pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty he quick. He made it balling. Yeah. <laughs> he got to go out accessorizing. He can't just show up like in regular armor. He's like, no, guys. This has to be my armor. And reflect me. So I have to look good. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, But uh, he he clicks his wheelchair and it turns into like this this spider mech with like kryptonite claws that shoot kryptonite uh, laser blasts. Dr. Um, Harmon needs a shirt, man. Yeah, right. For a guy in a wheelchair, though, he's ripped. For real, he he's definitely working on something. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got to 
doesn't matter if you if you're in a wheelchair you got to keep working at it man um but they're fighting each other and uh Lex tells him to use like EMPs and weapons and Superman tells him that he took all the weapons out of the suit that it's only meant to protect him and not harm others <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's such a Superman thing to do, but he just sounds like something pisses off Lex. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but uh, he doesn't need to hit Superman or anything with his kryptonite claw. All he needs to do is hit her, and so he shoots her with like the yellow off of one finger, and she lights up, <laughs> and Superman and her disappear. And we end up back in Metropolis, circa like I don't know, old West times, eighteen hundreds, <laughs> um, on a train which looks to be like a young farm and graft with their mother, as uh, Marilyn Moonlight said, she was like a snake-tongued woman, um. And it's just interesting if they're like that old. I'm just yeah, curious. And we have Nighthawk and Cinnamon. <laughs> and then we have basically the man of yesterday, Robin the Train, which is Superman, basically. So <laughs> Superman, Robin the Train, no guns. No, just his heat vision. So and that's, pretty cool. <laughs> that's our comic catch up. All right, James, we're going to get back into some uh, Justice League action. So which ones did you watch? All I know is the next time that we go to watch a show like this, we are for sure working on The Order. Because this is (laughs) the production order thing versus like what they are on our different servers is killing us. Yeah, because you did say The Trouble with the Truth, and I'm not sure if you watched that last time, but I know I did, and I had spoke to you about it, about the... um... Yep, I totally forgot, but we did it. So, I mean, if you want to talk about something, anything you you hit with it, you know? We got The Garden of Evil and all of the face train, right? Yep. Um, I watched Time Out and The Fatal Fair as well. (coughs) All right. Uh, the Garden of Evil, I'll start with that one. I I just enjoyed it because it's something we joke about like all the time. Even when we're playing like Injustice, where we have Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy. And the joke, the ongoing joke in it is that Poison Ivy is controlling Swamp Thing because she controls plants and he's a plant. Right. It says, Poison Ivy takes over control of Swamp Thing, uses his vegetation powers to overwhelm Gotham. <laughs> So, um, what do you think about it? Oh, uh, it is a fun episode. Um, you know, I mean, the, the more you hear Mark Hamill as this version of Swamp Thing, you know, it's it's <coughs> not as as like jarring. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not the 
it's not the swamp thing that we kind of think of or anything, but for this version, like, like I said, it works. Um, the, the more you hear it and certainly with like snapping back and forth of, you know, I can't, I can't stop this. Ivy is controlling me. And then, <laughs> then Ivy, <laughs> and then him going back and saying Ivy is his schmoopy and stuff. So it was, it was funny, and and Mark Hamill works being able to pull pull off something like that. It was fun. So, but all right. And then, what do you think about the space cabby one? Uh, the train. Yeah. All aboard the space train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, it was funny. If you would have told me it would have been, it was Kanjaro, I'd have been like, no way. Um, like this one, I kept getting interrupted by the kids, so like I, I missed little pieces of it. Well, it's just it's really wild, you know, because it's a space train. It's it's the space cabbie, but Jonah Hex is there. Like Jonah Hex got frozen, um, in this thing, and they were, and. By all rights, you know, I mean, he just kind of got caught in a snowstorm and got frozen. So he should, by all rights, be dead. But he's being, like, transported back um, to where he came from or where he's supposed to be. Um, But Space Cabby just blows up the ice around him and frees him. So get Jonah Hex with some um, blaster pistols shooting up a shooting up a train so it's kind of funny i mean it's always interesting when you got jonah hex so yeah this one kept like i'm not a huge fan of the space cavity but it works yeah, I mean it. It worked for it worked for the episode. It worked for the just to a, a random mishmash of people. Um, kind of kept it kind of standard though. Jonah Hex on a train. Yeah, it like it's some that's something you expect to see. It makes sense enough, right? Like I said, I missed parts of this one just because the kids kept getting louder and popping in and it made it difficult to listen to. Yeah, that that actually happened with the next one for me, which was Time Out. I didn't get to make it to the next one. Oh, okay. Because I just, I went to go back to it and uh, yeah, the kids. But yeah, if you watched it, go ahead and talk about it. 
Um, well, actually, I, I could tell you more about the next one, the Fatal Fair, because like, Fatal Fair. <laughs> wait, is that I, I missed a bunch of that one? I just know Batman and Booster Gold were there. Um, but this this one's another space cabbie one, where he inadvertently learns about a threat to the Justice League when one of his passengers turns out to be Darkseid. So, like, Darkseid's, like, doing an invasion with a giant um, uh, boom tube, and Superman, like, zaps the, bo- the, the mother box while the Armada's in the boom tube, and it sends them someplace, um, not, not Earth, where they were trying to go. And um, so everybody goes someplace else, and Darkseid calls a space cab to take him <laughs> and and uh, come back up to his people and he sends space cabby with can um, um, can canto and canto is supposed to um, canto is supposed to uh, take him someplace and off him because he learns of a threat against the Justice League from dark side. Um, but he has a radio open to Batman and the Justice League, and they, and he he takes Canto, and and they take him down and save Space Cabbie. That's cool. Yeah, and his uh, his 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 um, cab breaks down. He's got a little robot called, I believe, Jack. Looks like a little R two D two. He's like fixing up and uh, he ends up calling Roxy Rocket for a pickup and the place she's got a fare that she has to pick up is actually the place where Darkseid was sent um, and Space Cabby doesn't want to see Darkseid face to face again. It's a funny episode. I mean, it makes it seems like it would be. Like, anytime you have dark side. But, all right, well that's good for us. This is James and Tyler for the Krypton Report. <coughs> I'm getting over being sick, Daddy. and hopefully things go well. Look up in the sky. We just want to say, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please check out other podcasts on the Press Play Podcast Network. If you are like Tyler and James and can't get enough super talk, check out these other podcasts. Digging for Kryptonite, Supergirl Radio, The Last Sons of Krypton, The Superboy Legacy Podcast, All-Star Superfans, Superman the Animated Podcast, The Aspiring Kryptonians, Always Hold On to Smallville, The Geek of Steel, and Truth, Justice, and Hope. Remember to check out Krypton Report on all social media platforms. Go to linktree.com slash Krypton Report to find out all of our information. What's up, everybody? Chase Smith here from the Chase Smith Podcast and Cavs on the Break NBA Podcast. And I'm JD, host of the Hyman Podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. And we are super excited to bring you a brand new show starting next Tuesday. 
the Fanfare Podcast. The Fanfare Podcast is all about your favorite movies and our favorite movies and the best moments in cinema. To help guide our discussion, each episode will feature one classic, and we will grade this movie using a report card-like scale A through F. We're going to be grading categories like acting, directing, cinematography, the score, and even the movie poster itself. And when we're not featuring a movie report card, we'll be sharing our movie rankings, franchise deep dives, actor and director interviews, and everything in between. Movies have been a major part of our lives, and we cannot wait to share our thoughts with you. Our premiere episode will drop Tuesday, June 27th, and JD and I will be reviewing Raiders of the Lost Ark in preparation of the release of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny on June 30th, the fifth installment of the franchise. Join us on the Fanfare Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, Brooks here with the Books with Brooks monthly book club podcast. Here's how Books with Brooks works. We read one book a month and then we talk about it. Classics like Stephen King's The Shining, debut novels like We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang, and tons of other compelling, life-changing stories, one book and one month at a time. So come read along with us and then listen in. Here at Krypton Report, we believe in the power of podcasting, the power of speaking your voice and speaking something that comes from you. So here's a couple of podcasts you can check out with people sharing their voice. I am Brian Peters, the creator and host of Gravely Amusing. For the past 30 years, I've studied the history of gods and monsters in pop culture and our world. As a student of theology and history, I've tried to understand evil and its impact on us. As a writer, I've tried to share this knowledge. As a comedian, I've tried to make people laugh as I do it. But as a man-child, I'm still that scared seven-year-old boy. Join me as I share the history of horror and sci-fi, discuss classic and modern pop culture, and share a creepy story or two. This podcast may scare you, it may horrify you, or it may leave you gravely amused. Listen to Gravely Amusing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter at Gravely underscore Amusing or on TikTok at Gravely Amusing. Hi, I'm Taria Maynard, and this is my co-host, Jania Patrick. We're a couple of sisters in Central Ohio who created a podcast. Our podcast is called The Confessing Heretics. The basic premise of the podcast right now, as we see it, is we're going to talk to you guys about um, our stories in religion, would you say? Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast is about sharing our truths, our religious traumas, and our histories. We'd love for you to join us on our journeys as we talk about our pasts and discover more about ourselves along the way. We will be featured on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just look for The Confessing Heretics. We have a $1 Patreon. Yes, I know everyone asks for money, but our $1 Patreon each month gets you commentary tracks for releasing movies, DC movies, it gets you my requel series where I pitch ideas about movie sequels, prequels, or whatever. It also gets special bonus episodes of whatever else some of the friends of the network chime in and drop. So check that out for $1 a month. That's all we ask. Keep it cheap, keep it simple, and help us keep going. Check out the link in the show notes or Patreon Krypton Report. Follow the link in the link tree or in the show notes below, patreon.com slash Krypton Report.
Report. This is Dan Jurgens, and if you want to have a good time, keep listening to the Krypton Report.